0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast. Coming at you live from a, a swing by a lake, by a, by a river a in the kayak. woods. Coming at you live in a kayak with a dog that just got stuck around a stump. I hope everyone is having a great Labor Day weekend here in the U.S. Just a moment, guys. I gotta, wait, I'm gotta just waiting
1: to for him to tip over the kayak. And today just I will you. be your host.
0: <laughs> Coming at you live from blah, 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 blah. I am your host, Sharing, joined as always by the wonderful Delta. Delta, how is it going down in Australia? You guys don't have a holiday this weekend, don't you?
1: No, we don't. And, uh, yeah, we can't really go out kayaking much. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's not many places around here you can go kayaking.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're
1: anyway. missing out, man. Out on little boats hey, I'm not know? missing out. I have my tea. Oh,
0: Ooh, before we get to your tea, let me tell the good folk. And today we're just kind of chilling, we're gonna talking about news, we're talking about blank lingo, uh, and that's about it. <laughs> all right, before we get to that, Delta, how's your tea?
1: All right, well, I can be a bit more enthusiastic about that. Uh, my tea today <laughs> is quite special, all right? Um, I'm in my packets of uh, T2 tea, I'm into the second one, so this is the second week of T2, and we got some oolong tea, lovely black oolong tea. Uh, it is described as a semi-fermented tea with a light, delicate, nutty flavour and fruity aroma. It's gentle on the palate and perfect as an afternoon tea or with a meal. So, oh,
0: can I ask a question? Sure. What is semi-fermented like? I'm I
1: actually know not sure.
0: How are you partially fermented?
1: Uh, I don't know, but it tastes good. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's my yeah <laughs> interesting flavour.
0: You guys throw your drinks in the chat. We'll go from there. I've got a um, cucumber peach tea. It's fairly delicious. It is not fresh and it is cold, but we'll go.
1: <laughs> that sounds great. All right.
0: All right. Well, that's that then. I guess we'll just get into the main thing. All right. Right off the bat, uh, I'm going to remind everyone, to, uh, if you want to help put together the Boink, uh, the virtual Boink workshop from the ground up, jump to boinkworkshop.org fill out the form let us know how you want to help and we'll be in touch Uh, we got a good number of responses already we want more the more people we have the more things we can do and again we're just getting started this is a the virtual workshop we're putting together for sometime this winter so it's 2020 slash 2021 we're gonna essentially celebrate boink the the developments, the projects, the community, and we want to introduce distributed computing to as many people as possible. Uh, and it's virtual, so we can have anyone join. Right? How fun! It- oh, thank you, Random daz for the full definition of semi-fermented in the chat here. I will be reading this. Delta, have you submitted a form application yet to help with the workshop? I don't think you did.
1: Unfortunately, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of you know, want to be one of the presenters.
0: <laughs> we're not looking for presenters yet. We got a couple projects ready to go, I'm pretty sure, but we're still looking for the organizers, the tech heads, the, the and, and the science communicators. So we are looking for people to help the, the projects put together assets to make the most palatable presentations possible. Uh, because like I said, we're trying to bring distributed computing to the, to the masses with Boink, right? Because Boink is this permissionless system where anyone can make a Boink project. But that means we need to teach people what blank means. What does distributed computing mean? What does science mean? What are we gonna be doing? So even if you're not presenting, I know your talents will be very useful and other people like you. So if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't know exactly what I could do, still sign up. You will be contacted through email and the next step is we're gonna be having like a, a discussion among all the people and we'll move forward from there. But get involved and even if if you don't want to get involved at the ground level, we'll have your contact information. We'll let you know when we want to the next layer of participation. But we are a huge community. <laughs> many institutions.
1: Sharingo, I demand fame.
0: Demand fame?
1: <laughs> I'd be I famous. Even,
0: like, I just watched. Um, I have a, I have a, a, a little friend who's a young a young kid, right? Uh, oh. May or may not be related, but <laughs> there's a science show they watch. And uh, it's like. What what is this science show they watch? It's not Bill Nye. It's, uh this woman just doing science? It's nothing like Bill Nye, man. There's so much space for science communication in this in this space, from five year olds to like sixteen year olds, just going nuts. So that's on you, man. We can't make you famous. Fine. What Bill Nye? What is like the Bill Nye age range, right? Like probably up to twelve. <laughs> no, no. never thoughts on enough. that? <laughs> well then, let's move on to the rest of the news, Delta. What you got?
1: Uh, We've got a couple news points here. Uh, So first of all, we have an update from the microbiome project on World Community Grid. If you don't know what microbiome immunity project is, you should by now, (laughs) but it is a project that is trying to identify identify features of the microbiome within the human body and how it might help with different um, studies of human anatomy. Uh, And they have... Announced that they have fixed a checkpointing issue in the work unit Which means that the work unit now will not lose progress when uh, It is suspended or you just close boink or you shut down your computer Uh, It looks like they were having some issues before and it looks like they fixed it in terms of their papers They got three papers. They're working on Uh, Paper one is being submitted soon uh, So you should see see an update in the next couple weeks paper two is currently being analyzed uh and it will it is planned to be released by the end of this year and paper 3 is also currently undergoing analysis and they do not know when they will be submitting it um so um, lots of progress in the microbiome community
0: microbiome coming out of world community grid right
1: yep microbiome immunity project
0: so microbiome is really important because uh there's a lot of bacteria that lives inside us as humans and we don't know what it does so we want to learn more about what it does so that we can better control it. And it may be tied to viruses. So if you're here for the COVID work, microbiome is actually kind of a COVID project because it has to do with your immune system, all that bacteria. What's the stat? There's like more bacteria in our gut than there are cells in our body or something like that. There's some crazy stat out there like
1: that. But anyway, if you do want to crunch Well Community Group, they do have their open pandemics project. So that is also related to COVID-19. Anyway, uh, the next item out from World Community Grid is the Thor Challenge is out for 2020. Thor Challenge. It's a crunching challenge. You come on with your team or yourself, and you can come and crunch and try and beat other people. It's run by the Crunchers uh, Sands Frontiers, and it is starting in two days from my date. But uh, for everyone else, it's September 7th. <laughs> September 7th, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm a, I'm a day ahead of something. Uh, uh, Okay, so it'll run for five weeks, uh, starting September the 7th, and uh, you can get more information about it from the World Community Grid post about it, Uh, and yeah, you'll have to register your team if you want to start crunching and competing, and uh, it looks like, yep, uh, World Community Grid will be a part of it, and yeah, there's a lot of crunching to be done.
0: Yeah, Stack Pop, the winner does get to lift, I I can never pronounce this, Mjornir the Hammer. The big hammer.
1: Just say the hammer.
0: <laughs> well, there, I feel disrespectful because it's a real thing. You're, you someone do it. Someone do it. Record it. Put it on YouTube. Send it to me because you know I'm not going to YouTube that myself. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, and
1: the Australian, the Australian version of Thor's hammer is the Bunnings hammer. <laughs> That's
0: just rude. <laughs> say no. it again, the Bun-
1: it's the Bunnings hammer. Why? <laughs> Bunnings. It's a hardware store. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like the biggest hardware store in Australia. Every time that new competition comes out for it, they always get kicked out of the market because Bunnings is just so good. <laughs> anyway. like you
0: can make a good hammer, you make a good hammer. There's nothing about it. It's just like making a they good can. gutter. No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um some more, uh some news out of NFS. Um hold on. Yep, some news out of NFS at home. They have launched a couple new applications because they're starting to deal with numbers that are way too big. <laughs> So uh, because they're trying to factor stuff that is so large, it takes up so much memory and so much CPU that it takes so long to crunch. So uh, they've created a couple new applications to help separate tasks which are short and which are long and to give people a bit more choice on which tasks they want to run. Uh, and hopefully in the future, we might see some more optimizations for them. So that's that's looking good. If you, if you run NFS at home, uh, There's some new applications five. for you. Yep, that's number fields. Yep.
0: Cool, 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 cool. I haven't heard a lot from them recently, so it's really neat to see something coming out of a project that's fairly quiet.
1: Mhm. And uh, there are also a couple small pieces of news. A uh, lot. It seems to be that there's a couple projects that are making new badges. Uh GPU Grid what? has. Uh, oh, hold on. Wait, sorry. No, I just misread that. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Uh, there are new badges on Rake Search, not GPU Grid. I misread. Uh, hold on, pages. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's an error for that. I just misread that science pages update, and they updated the badges. Sorry. Hold on. Go back.
0: You are. You are correct. If Random Daz does mess up the cable cable management on his rig, he may win rig of the week. Uh, we are fans of awesome rigs and absolutely horribly managed rigs. <laughs>
1: Either or, we'll win. <laughs> there is one project which has new badges. If you want to go into Rake Search, they have some new badges coming. They have the SAT CMS based search badge. If you want to grab that, uh, and GPU Grid has uh, updated some of their science pages uh, to reflect some recent changes.
0: Rake Search is one you haven't done a project brief on yet, right?
1: You are correct. <laughs> are Maybe I'll do that projects one. For
0: projects. That's one.
1: Because I'm thinking, we'll why are
0: we looking for Rakes right now? Yeah. I have enough race as it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know what that project's about. Uh, Cool. That's a lot of news. That's a lot of stuff coming out of Boink. Cool stuff. Cool to yep. see.
1: All right. Uh, I guess let's get on to the main topic then.
0: Main topic being Boink lingo. Delta, do you want to break down why this is so important or should I real quick? Uh, you can go. <laughs> All right. Uh, So, with Boink lingo. I think this comes from something I said the other day when we were talking about the, the Boink workshop we're trying to put together. Uh. A lot of people don't know what the boink lingo is, and the people in boink are just so overexposed to it. We don't realize that something like the term "cruncher" means nothing to most people outside. of it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I crunch this, I crunch that. Well, what the hell does that mean, man? So it is it, important to have this stuff. You know, be aware that the words you use, most people might not know. And if you're trying to introduce, <laughs> if you're trying to introduce people to boink, you're gonna want to be aware. That you don't want to say like the word cruncher, you, or if you do, you want to define it and you want to uh highlight it a little bit. And I'm laughing because Crunchy Haggis says that he crunches haggis, and it's hilarious. That's why he has his own role. Oh, <laughs> so, what other boink lingo is there besides crunch? There's
1: a lot. I have a list.
0: <laughs> you oh thank God someone made a list because I did not.
1: sorry <laughs> I got this all covered, Jerringo. I you think the most. Be the most important lingo that we've got to start off with is boink itself.
0: fair. Okay. I know a lot of people yeah. who say it's a bad name, and I fight them immediately because I think it's a great name.
1: I think it's great too. Uh, for those of you that don't know the acronym, boink stands for the Berkeley Open Infrastructure for Network Computing. Uh, be careful that you don't misspell it as bionic because it's not bionic, it's boink.
0: Do um, and... We'll do uh, what is that? Metathesis? You switch to a, a consonant vowel, but it's two vowels. I don't know. I'll stop thinking out loud. Keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, I've definitely seen some people call it bionic, uh, it's not bionic, it's boink. Uh, and it is a pretty general term, there's a, there's a lot of different stuff that it could, it could refer to. It could refer to boink the ecosystem itself, boink the infrastructure itself, it could refer to just the application, it could refer to um, any programs that you run on your computer, uh, it's just the general name for anything uh, that comes under boink that's, that's a program. Um, yeah, uh, now the next one, which uh, you mentioned earlier, Jeringo, is we have Cruncher. So, uh, <laughs> this is where a uh, person comes onto Boink and they crunch Boink. It means they do computing on Boink and they earn credits and they do scientific work. It's just as simple as that. And uh, the term Cruncher actually comes from number crunching. So, by going through number crunching, we're doing Crunching, we're doing Boink work and we're doing science so that, that's where the term cruncher comes from
0: oh, that wow i thought it was just because like you were crunching to get the work unit done like uh it's crunch <laughs> yeah, it, it just sounds right
1: hmm.
0: see that's the
1: exactly
0: yeah everyone's a victim of it i'm just like it sounds right okay whatever it's just a term i'll use but if i say that to like some of my friends they'll be like what the fuck you stop telling me about crunching <laughs> i
1: don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and now i'm crunching on my teeth
0: i'm crunching my raspberry pie to get prime numbers just like okay you can leave now (laughs) (laughs) what else you got what else you got all
1: right uh the next one we have on the list is a work unit or a task so this one's quite common whenever you run boink uh and you do your crunching your number crunching in order to do the number crunching you need to actually work on something so that's something that you work on is what's called a work unit or a task and work units and tasks are fetched from project servers which we'll talk about soon and it's basically where the Boink project will send you some work to do. You crunch that work, which is the work unit, and then you send the results of that work back to the project server. It's just awesome. as simple as that.
0: A work unit is one of the easier ones to understand. Task is difficult, but work unit is just like it's a work unit. When you get into the yeah. technical, people get confused. Like, okay, well, what is the technical? What, what is a work unit? I honestly don't think a lot of people know what a work unit is it's a complicated thing man how do you break science into little packets that you send to different people around the world and then get it back and come back with a full like cohesive answer it's a pretty cool concept but the term yeah, itself you did, unit, did, there we go.
1: um yeah uh, but anyway yeah you you did mention a good point work unit and tasks are technically two different terms but often they're used interchangeably um I mean, so task different- for work units and so forth
0: Is a task a work unit and a work unit a task? Are they two different things that are just very similar?
1: In a programming sense, they're different, but in just an abstract sense, they're pretty much the same. Because the reason why a task exists is to have work units for that task, and the work units are handed out as validation is required. So a task will have multiple work units because it needs to be validated, and we'll talk about validation in a second. Uh, And yeah, so if, if, uh, if a work unit fails over and over and over again, more work units will be sent out for the task. So uh, yeah, at the technical level, it's a little bit more complex, but at the abstract level, they're pretty much interchangeable. They mean the same thing.
0: Noted, thank you. What else you got?
1: Yeah, let's talk about projects. Uh, So a project is basically a scientific project. It's some organization that has a goal. They've made a Boink server, and they have a website for their Boink service so that you can, go, you can go and start crunching on that project. And uh, projects come from all sorts of fields of science uh, in BOINC. They can come from mathematics. They can come from biology. They can come from microbiology. They can come from uh, citizen science. They can come from uh, astronomy, uh, pretty much anywhere in, in, in science. And any scientific organization can start up a BOINC project. And uh, often... Boink project and Boink server are often another pair of interchangeable terms. They sort of mean the same thing. Uh, The project is the actual organization and the uh, research itself. And the Boink server is just the computer which that project runs on. It uh, creates the tasks, hands them out, and manages all the users pretty much.
0: Awesome. Could you maybe explain umbrella projects since we're talking about projects here?
1: Yep. So a project can be an umbrella project, which means that that project. Has projects. <laughs> so, for example, the best example is World Community Grid. They are a project, they're a very broad project. Um, as the name suggests, they are the world's community grid. Uh, and they have a whole lot of projects underneath them. So, they have, micro- we talked about earlier today, Microbiome Immunity Project. They also have Open Pandemics. They also did something on solar panels uh, a while back. And they also created the robots to tell you to, to scream at you when you keep the tap on when you brush your teeth, as Jerry <laughs>
0: robots <laughs>
1: yep. um and so oh, um like house... oh, what was that jeringo
0: that was a lot of episodes ago good callback
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah Umbre- umbrella projects have a whole lot of projects underneath them uh and so with that they can pretty much be broad and they can bring new, uh, scientists in and they can bring new research in. And it actually makes it a lot easier for scientists to get the actual computing power because instead of the scientists having to make their own project and then make their own Boink server and then make sure that the Boink is running and then continue to maintain that Boink server, they can simply go to an umbrella project and say, Hey, listen, can we put our research on your project? And essentially they'll, I'll always say yes or no. And, uh, It did pretty much, uh, that's how most uh, scientists actually get onto umbrella projects. It makes it so much easier.
0: Very true. All
1: right. Uh, Next, we got teams. Okay. Teams. Very simple. Team, it's a group of people. All right, next term. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so a team in Boink is basically a group of people. Uh, When you create your Boink account, which you sign up to when you go into a project, you can assign yourself to a team or you can join a team. And teams, there's plenty of teams. There's thousands of them. Um, I know there's Boink Australia, there's Boink Germany, SETI, SETI team. There's actually a bunch of SETI teams, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, there's lots of different teams. Chances are you'll find, uh, you'll find your, your, the team from your country, you'll find something that you're interested in. I know there's, I think there's a Linus Tech Tips team or something. Um, there's a lot of fan teams as well. And uh, also you can make your own team. You don't have to just stick with uh, the teams that already exist. And the key purpose of Teams is to introduce a little bit of gamification into Boink. So with Teams, uh, you can compete with other teams. You can see your credits compared to other teams. You can see how you rank compared to other teams. You can enter challenges like the like the Thor challenge we talked about earlier today with your team and compete with other teams in that challenge. And uh, maybe earn that respect and honor after all the, all the hard crunching that you guys have done.
0: Mm. I don't know. We hold that pretty close to our chest, though. <laughs> you have know, work hard doing that, Janana. Yep. Um,
1: yeah. So that's that's pretty much Teams. Uh, it's just for the purpose of uh, organizing stuff and also introducing a bit of gamification. All right, um, next, what do we got? Uh, let's talk about credits. Uh, so in Boink, when you do crunching, you get rewarded with credits. What can you use the credits for? Nothing. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Uh, they're not monetary credits. They're not any sort of credits that you can use. They're not fungible. They're not anything like that. Uh, the only purpose that they have is that you can go onto boinkstats.com or one of the other Boink Statistics websites, and you can see, oh, look, my number's gone up. It might seem a little bit unenthusiastic, but that's the that's part of the gamification of Boink. So the more credits you get, typically, the more crunching you do. So uh, if you can get the most credits, then you are beating everyone with the amount of crunching you do. But it's a bit more complex than that. Any notes on credits, Jaminger?
0: Do I have some credits? I got a couple of credits. There's some people doing some pretty cool stuff with the credits, though. So I know one group just came out with one of their largest updates in uh, 10 years. So it's pretty exciting. But the 10 years is exaggeration. Maybe like it. But uh, credits have a lot of potential to it. But baseline, yes, you're right. They're worthless. And they're just there for the games. And who doesn't like games, though? Come on.
1: Yeah, you got to compete with everyone. Sure. But anyway, uh, the, <laughs> to go a bit more in-depth into it, Um, there is also another metric called RAC, or Recent Average Credit, RAC. And uh, basically what this does is it tracks the average amount of credits you get over a particular period. So it's sort of like a measure, not of how much you've done in total, which is just your total credits, but how much you've done recently and how active you are. And so the higher the recent average credit value, the more you do in... Uh, just through the most recent amount of time. And uh, often it's a good metric to see who's active and who's not. And I think I know that um, on Boink Stats and other statistics websites, they class inactive as zero recent average credit for X amount of weeks or something like that. Um, and also another interesting point about credits is uh, some projects allow you to also generate a certificate. And what that is, is it's just basically a, a little thing saying that you've done this much work with this much credits, with this, this much floating point operations. Um, so you can go and show your friends, hey, look, look how much crunching I've, I've done. I've done like 15 exaflops. And they're going to say, what the hell are you talking about? What the hell's a flop? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a fun thing uh, about credits. And uh, I actually put that on one of my resumes one time <laughs> to say that I've done uh, computations. All right um yeah i guess we'll just move on to the next one then uh i see some people in the chat talking about uh cobblestones uh which also relate to floating points floating point operations um i can quickly explain that too because it does relate to credits originally what credits were meant to be equivalent to is a certain amount of cobblestones all right not the actual stones but cobblestones is a measure of how much computing you've done how much crunching you've done similar to floating point operations too but after a while, this standard sort of went out of fashion, and different projects had different amounts of credit that they awarded awarded to different, project, uh, to different uh, work units and tasks and different sorts of crunching. So it's not really a one-to-one sort of uh, ratio anymore. Uh, it varies a lot. But anyway, what are cobblestones and what are floating point operations? So as I said, they're a metric for the amount of crunching you've done. Uh, and the more modern metric that we use nowadays is floating point operations, uh, so uh, flops. And what a floating point operation is is basically a uh, addition or subtraction between basically just two uh, decimal numbers. Like for example, one point one two five plus zero point eight three nine. And uh, computers can do billions of them per second. Some well, some of them can do billions of them per second. And uh, they yeah, that's a pretty good metric on how to record how much crunching you've done. And uh, yeah that's uh that's essentially what credits are supposed to track and uh if you never knew about flops you can go and tell all your friends about flops now (laughs) you tell all your friends about flops j ringer
0: only flip flops
1: yeah mate i can't i can't say thongs because you guys will think of the bad type of thongs not the actual type of thongs that you put on your face
0: like do you wear a lot of thongs
1: yeah in summer you gotta wear thongs (laughs)
0: No, it's funny. It's definitely funny. You should call them phones if you're talking to Americans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Let's see what we got here. Okay. CPID. Uh, You might see this. uh, Often you might not see this value because it's sort of hidden a little bit. But there's a thing in your Boink account called a CPID. And you might see it pop up somewhere or in some places. And uh, it stands for cross-project identifier. Now, it's just basically just a big, long string of numbers and letters that just identifies your your account. And the purpose of that is to be able to track your account across all the different projects. And uh, if you can do that, you can accumulate all your statistics, you can plot your statistics, you can, excuse me, you can gather statistics from all the other projects and uh, into one project and see all sorts of stuff. And it just makes life a little bit easier, both programming-wise for the developers and also... Statistics wise, so that we can gather statistics and stuff about uh, our boink crunching It's not really important for any everyday use of boink But you might see it and you might get confused. What's this CPID thing? That's exactly what it is (laughs) It's a cross-project identifier. All right, uh, next thing we've got. Let's talk about validation So I was talking about validation earlier when I was talking about uh, tasks and work units basically what validation is is we want to make sure that Two work units of the same task, so the two work units doing the exact same thing are actually doing the exact same thing. Because if you get one person saying two plus two is four, and the other person saying two plus two is five, then we have an issue. Either we have a, we have an issue on maths, or we have an issue on the computers. So uh, that's that's why we need validation, and it's the nature of distributed computing, which is what Boink is. And uh, because you have a, a basically you're chopping up a scientific task into lots of little work units, and you're sending those work units out to other people who you might not necessarily trust to do the right thing, or you might not necessarily trust their computer to compute it the right way, you need to have some way to validate whether or not the results that you received are actually correct, or actually the true results that were run on those computers. You might think that's a pretty difficult task, and it is, uh, but Boink does it in a very simple way. And the way it does it is basically it just sends out two of the same work units to two different computers and receives the results back if they're the same then brilliant that's all we need otherwise if they're not the same then we need to either send out another work unit or we need a scientist to come in and see exactly what the hell is going on uh often projects will have only two uh validation requirements so they'll only require two different computers to return the same results Uh, Some projects are crazy and only require one computer to send back a good result. Uh, And other projects are a bit more rigorous, and they want more than two computers to send back the same result. Uh, And often we have had this discussion here on the Boink Radio that the the process of validation is somewhat um, redundant. It might be a bit wasteful. Waste a bit of electricity, but that's the nature of the distributed So you need to have the validation there, no matter what, in a distributed system. We don't have bountiful and plentiful amounts of supercomputing power here. We have lots of small pieces of computing power spread across the world. And uh, because of that idea of trust and whether we actually trust the computers to do what we tell them to do, we have to do this validation.
0: I think it's a fair trade-off.
1: I think so too. Um, the amount of computing power that we have here is phenomenal. All right, Uh, speaking of validation, huh?
0: How many we got left here? Uh,
1: Let's see, one, two, three, four. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, Uh, the next one, deadlines. You might see this in your Boink manager, and uh, it is basically what it is. It's a deadline. So it's the time that you have to submit Your task before um, before you just won't get rewarded for it with credits. Um, Some uh, each project does it a little bit differently. Uh, The deadline is just a time where if you submit your project, uh, if you submit your work unit, uh, your final results for the work unit before the deadline, you'll get rewarded with credits. Otherwise, what will happen is the project will basically just send out another copy of the work unit to another computer to see if they do it. And so this prevents the issue of someone just leaving their computer off or chucking out their computer or something with the with a work unit on it. And the work unit never, ever, ever gets submitted. So that solves that issue. Uh, don't worry if you're crunching stuff over the deadline. Usually your Boink program will actually fix it up for you and make sure you have enough tasks to do within deadlines. And also if you start crunching a task that is over the deadline, it will just stop it for you. Usually that uh, that fixes itself. but uh, if you want to know about deadlines, that's what they are. And if you want to be a good cruncher, make sure you send in your task before the deadline. Uh, okay, now quickly, we have um, GPU and CPU only projects. So for those of you that are not too familiar with uh, the, way, uh, the way that projects run and the work units run, they run on different pieces of hardware. So often most tasks and work units run on just the CPU, which is the little component in the center of your motherboard on your computer. And uh, usually they're pretty slow. Uh, They take a little while, they don't do as much crunching as the GPU, but they're a lot more easier to program on. And uh, that's why most Boink projects actually have CPU-only work units, just simply because they're easy to program. And a CPU-only project is where all the work units are only run on the CPU component of your computer. Similarly with GPU only, uh, the project will only have work to run on your GPU, which is the extra little card that you plug into into your computer that lets the graphics appear on the screen. Depending on how your computer is set up, you might want to go for a CPU only or a GPU only project. Some people, like me, like to choose one CPU only project and one GPU only project to separate the resource allocation between the CPU and the GPU. So you get one set of tasks for the CPU and another set of tasks for the GPU. It's entirely up to you, but that's what CPU only and GPU only projects mean. Uh, now, manager, uh, the manager and the client. So this is a bit more complex on the actual Boink uh, program. So when you download Boink from the Boink website, you'll get a program, and that program, what you see on the screen in the GUI, is what's called the manager. The manager is in charge of managing things. It's how you control the Boink program, and uh, the manager actually interacts with the client and the client is something that you don't see which does all the uh, all the complex operations in contacting the project servers contacting the boink servers managing the tasks ordering the tasks scheduling the tasks and doing all sorts of like stuff like that so if you ever hear people talking about the manager and the client that's what they mean the manager is the one which you see on the computer which is the gui and the client is behind the scenes running on the computer doing all the hard work for you
0: thought we were doing all the hard work for you
1: (laughs) I'm doing all the hard work for you right now. today, I can't thank you enough. No worries. Uh, we just have one more left uh, and it's called an account manager. So what if you're, um, I don't know, maybe in a school uh, and you've got permission to run Boink on all the school computers or maybe you're at home and you have about 64 Raspberry Pis that you want to set up with Boink or something like that. It's sort of hard to get it all running on all of them all at the same time and uh, you have to go through the Boink on each of them and then sign into your Boink manager and then sign into your Boink project, download the project task, and all this crazy stuff. Forget about it. We have something called an account manager. An account manager for Boink is basically a manager for the manager. So the Boink manager can be managed by an account manager. And what the account manager does is it sets a profile for pretty much for automatically fetching tasks and picking projects and stuff like that. So all you need to do is just load up your Boink on the new computer that you're going onto, log into the manager, and then that's it. All you need to do then is just go onto the website where you have your account manager and just select the options for that for that computer. You don't need to access it directly, you can access access it basically by the account manager. And it makes it very easy to set up Boink on lots and lots of computers. Uh, That is pretty much all I have on my list. Uh, If anyone has any other terms that they want me to try and define, uh, feel free to post it now.
0: Is that account manager something that like a university would use? To set up Boink on all the computers?
1: Uh, yeah, usually you uh, do that. Uh, but if you're a much more technical person, you can actually modify the Boink uh, manager and client to actually automatically do all that stuff for you. Uh, but yeah, the, the the account manager is a way of making it easy to set up lots and lots of computers at once. Uh, we, Neat. Uh,
0: huh? Neat. Sorry, I'm on a laptop. <laughs> I'm not in, so it's very difficult. <laughs>
1: That's all right. Uh, We've got a note here in the chat saying, um, "Yeah, I don't even trust my own computer to get the right result. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. You never know. There's a good, ch- there's a very small chance that a cosmic ray from the from the galaxy will come down in through the atmosphere and dodge all the ozone particles and all the other particles that are supposed to keep them out, and hit a very specific part of your computer inside the memory." on one of the bits of the memory to flip it from a zero to a one, or a one to a zero, and a presto, your entire computer crashes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, another way that uh, issues and computational errors can actually occur in computers is, as Crunchy Haggis says right now, overclocking. If you go too far with trying to improve the performance of your computer, you can go so far that the computer trips over itself, and you can get bad computational errors. Um, So it's not just purely because you can't trust people, uh, like they might be cheating on the Boink project, or they might be sending wrong data. But sometimes the computers themselves can actually have issues. On. All right, uh, I think we have rig of the week in the chat. Someone posted earlier. We did it. Random des,
0: huh? I saw that. This is a hell of a rig.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's post it again, and we'll do rig of the week.
0: What? Two cell phones plugged into an outlet?
1: Yes, and it looks like it's. Uh, it looks like it's in the bathroom. <laughs> <You've> got the <laughs> tiles on the side of the wall. All right, uh, rig of the week this week comes from Random Daz. <laughs> and he <laughs> has two phones plugged into a wall socket. And uh, they are, I, I don't know how he's actually balancing this. This looks like it's bending the laws of physics. He's got the phones on top of the little sort of like outline of the outlet. So they're like resting on top of the plastic of the full outlet. And then. The second phone is balanced on top of that phone. This is like a circus trick. <laughs> um, and it looks like those phones are crunching open pandemics from World Community Grid.
0: Crunchy Haggis says it's like cactus stacking from uh, World, or
1: from Minecraft at home, and I entirely agree. Yep. Um, <laughs> if only we could do Minecraft at home on our phones. Aww. I don't think that's an option. <laughs> it's a very uh, resource-intensive program, that one. But anyway, uh, there goes our respect and honor to Random Daz.
0: I've been practicing this all day. Ready? What have you got? Can you hear it?
1: Oh. <laughs> Sounds like you just slapped your laptop lid. <laughs> I might have, but not hard. Okay, well, you did you did satisfactorily, I'll tell you that.
0: Oh, uh, yes, thank you.
1: <laughs> no worries. Um... Well, I thought you were going to like pull out some fireworks or something for Labor Day and, <laughs> and fire off the fireworks for the, for the rig of the week.
0: Oh, I'll, I'll pop on later for fireworks. Uh, guys, I'm not going <laughs> to pop on later. Don't worry about that. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been an awesome show. Thank you, Delta, for carrying. To all my American friends, happy Labor Day. Don't forget the folks who died to me give you a, a, a good standard of living. And, you know, remember the fact that people did die for this ship. Uh, otherwise, have a great weekend, everyone. And we will see you next week, Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, here on the Park Network Disco server. Delta, are you doing a project brief next week?
1: Yes, I will. And I think I'm going to choose your one of rake search. We're going to see why we're searching for rakes.
0: Because I got shovels, I got pitchforks, I got gutters. (laughs) And I think I have rakes, but maybe not. I don't know. This project will tell me.
1: Search for one. <laughs> Download the project now.
0: Mm-hmm. And Random Daz, I'm sure, is echoing a lot of people's opinions here. He says he loves the project briefs. He can't wait. I've been getting PMs about the project briefs as well. People love the stuff you're doing, Delta. Keep it up,
1: my man. You're great work. Everyone, just imagine I'm doing a bow or something here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Or in Australia, we tip the hat and flip the rude finger. <laughs> foxy suggests a bank project for rig
0: of the week that selects a rig of the week we'll work on it we'll see what we can put together it's not gonna happen but we'll try <laughs> all right guys this has been a lot of fun thanks again delta we will see y'all next week and don't forget to check out bunkworkshop.org and fill out the form if you want to help put this thing together it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun people come on in and help us do a thing why not right